This podcast is made possible by the generosity of supporting members. Please visit dharmaocean.org to learn more about becoming a supporting member. You are listening to the Dharma Ocean Podcast. Reggie offered this talk at the midway point in a month-long winter meditation retreat. He reminds the practitioners that meditation practice allows us to bring the living water of human spirituality into the dry desert of this suffering world. This talk was given at the 2002 Winter Datun Retreat, held in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado. To register for the upcoming Winter Datun Retreat, please visit the program calendar at dharmaocean.org. So I'm not, um, I wasn't really planning to give a talk, I was going to recuperate, but I thought that, actually, I did need to say a few things before day off. Uh, this has been, um, I think we all have to admit, this has been hard, hasn't it? It's been really hard. And in my case, I feel one reason that I love Dutton and I, I also start dreading it beginning in about the, July <laughs> is because it's the one situation in my life that I cannot control. And not that I can control anything else, mind you. But at least, you know, teaching at Naropa and, you know, the rest of my year, there's a sort of modicum of a sense of being able to manage things. And when I get into this space, you know, the space is so true and so real that it's like my first datan. And this datan, it feels like we've already done two datans. Which, you know, from a certain point of view, now that day off is to coming tomorrow, I think it's great. <laughs> but one thing I, I just, you know, want to come back again to something I mentioned the very first night, which is that, you know, we're living on a dying planet. And it's dying in a physical way and it's dying in a spiritual way. And the, right now, there's enough food for some of us, but there's not enough water. The food is the physical part of being on this planet, and at least some of us have our physical needs met. The water is the spiritual part, and there's not enough water. It's, it's like the, um, the rains have stopped, and the whole planet is turning into a desert. And some people are attending to the physical part, and they're freaked out at what they see. 
the forests are being cut down, the oceans are being poisoned, fish are dying, birds are dying, animals are being wiped out, species. And they become kind of obsessed with that part of it, which I understand. But the real problem, which has caused all the other problems, is that there's not enough water. That the reason that we are so out of touch with our world and that our, over the last couple of hundred years our activity has basically brought us to this point is because of our loss of connection with ourselves, with our spiritual life, and with the world that we live in. You have to ask yourself, how is it that the human species was able to sustain itself for at least a hundred thousand years, if not longer? How did they do that? They were part of the world, they were part of the the kingdom of life. And then all of a sudden, in the last couple of hundred years, something bizarre happened. How did that happen? We lost our connection. We began to seek happiness by controlling the world and devouring everything. And that's because the water was gone. So what we're doing here, you know, it doesn't seem connected sometimes to what's going on out there. But each person in this shrine is digging down into the earth to find the living water again and bring it to the surface. And first of all, we're doing it for ourselves because we feel that we're dying of thirst. And so we're digging, and we, we want that water, we want to taste that clear, fresh, pure water of life. But of course, once we find the source, then we can start giving water to the people we meet, the people around us. We have access to that. So we're here at the Staten, and we're working away, and we very much have our mind on all the others that aren't here in the world. On the other hand, this is, uh, you know, the work is hard. We dig down and we run into all kinds of things. And a lot of what we run into is ourselves. And we begin to realize how we ourselves are actually getting in the way of the spring of living water. Our ideas about things, our bad feeling, our arrogance, whatever it may be. And of course the um, body work is a very important part of digging down. We dig down, we dig down, and a lot of the... You know, the thing about the, uh, the living water is that the things covering it are sort of stinky. And they... Um, you know, we bring up a lot of things, and it's, uh, it's very difficult. And you can say, you know, I'm freaking out, I realize my life is a mess, I'm ill, you know, there are a million different kinds of pain going on in this shrine room, but basically what it all comes down to is that we are running into things that we haven't really worked with before. And it's very straightforward, it's very simple, and that's the process of digging, that's what you go through. And eventually, um, you know, as we do our body work and as we 
kind of work with ourselves, we uncover things, and that's, you know, you can say, okay, that's great, I uncovered something, congratulations. But then we have to sit with it. That's the hard part. And then we have to assimilate it, and we have to see what the lesson is. And we have to actually let go of whatever it is we were hanging on to, some kind of clenching. So I want to uh, really commend you for the work you're doing. I, you know, in my life I've done a lot of different things, and I've met a lot of different people, and I've lived in different worlds, you know, academic worlds and other worlds. And I have to tell you, of everything that I've seen, And everything I've done, I feel this is the most important thing in the world this month, every year. Because you're doing something that no one else is doing. And it's the only hope. There is no other hope right now. Things have gotten to the point where this is the only hope. And we don't know if we can, how many sentient beings we can give water to. First we have to find the water for ourselves. And then we have to start helping the people around us. And it's very important that we don't freak out and try to save the whole world all at once. And it's very important we don't freak out and get angry at all the people who are doing things that are contributing to the problem, because their problem is that they don't have the water. You know, people, everyone in this whole planet, including the people who are poisoning the oceans and cutting down the trees and um, you know, all of those people are, as Thich Nhat Hanh says, in us. And we are, if we were in a slightly different situation, we'd be out there with a buzzsaw cutting down the redwoods. It wouldn't take much change. It's the same people. And everybody in this planet really wants to be happy. They're looking for something. They just don't know where to find it. And I feel like those of us in this situation, we are the most fortunate people in the world because we're doing something that actually helps. It can help. And it, it might help one person, which is us. It might help a few people around us. But as I said the first night, if we help a few people around us, then they will actually pass the water on to other people. There's no limit to what we can accomplish. And the bad news is, and maybe it's the good news, but it's also the bad news, is how hard this is. It is so hard what we're doing. It is so difficult. And we have two more weeks to go, too. <laughs> so I want to commend you on what you're doing. And, um, you know, I'm very thankful to the lineage that we have come together in this way. And I'm very thankful we have two more weeks. And I'm also, um, you know, I, I'm dreading it. <laughs> I'm dreading how much work it will be. I'm dreading the unpredictability of it. And now why dread? Just because it's unpredictable, why dread that? I don't know. It's a strange thing about us that when we, we feel we can't control things, suddenly we become terrified. But that is a sign of the power of this place and the power of the practice that we're doing, that we're on edge about it. <clears throat> As you know, I haven't been feeling well, and... I haven't been down here in the morning, and it's been so hard for me not to be here. 
but you know when you dig down you don't know what you're going to come on and you have to surrender to what you find and I feel that for all of us being sick is a it's a blessing and it, it, it forces us to think in a different way and I appreciate it at the same time I hate being sick <laughs> So I really appreciate everyone here so much. There are seven billion people in the world, and there are 170 that are in this room. And I really, really, really appreciate what you're doing. And I know for some people here, and probably for all of us, it's just been sometimes all we can do just to get into the shrine room and be part of this. I just really appreciate it. To download more of Reggie's teachings, find out about upcoming retreats, and to explore a variety of audio listening guides to assist you on your spiritual journey, please visit dharmaocean.org. Our music is by Jeff Beale and Nawang Ketchog from the album Tibet, Cry of the Snow Lion.